This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, Silver and Black. Today, this is Scott Branson along with Mo Moten. We're talking Raiders football with you. Yes, just only you. It's a party of three, and we're talking directly to you. Yes. No, we're talking to everybody out there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and also a hello to everybody on YouTube. Okay, Mo, let's jump into this. Uh, I wrote a piece on Sports Not about Jimmy Garoppolo where I said it's not going well, and the bet that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler made on the quarterback has been a bust so far. And I had some folks come by. I'm surprised by some of the pushback. I, I, I didn't write it for a reaction or a negative reaction from people. It was meant to explore the numbers. And if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, what he's done, he's been turning the ball over. It's the biggest issue. Uh, also, the stats you've seen about throws outside the numbers and, and efficiency have, are very low for Jimmy Garoppolo. But out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, he's 5% of his passes are interceptions. He's leading the league with seven. Okay. He's got six touchdowns. That is not a good thing. He was brought in to be the bridge veteran so that a rookie didn't have to come in right away or some other quarterback and turn the ball over, right? It's protecting the ball. I got pushback, man. I got put, well, you're being too hard on him. Why are you being so hard on him? Now, again, I ended the piece by saying it's early. He could turn it around. But boy, it's just not going well right now. And I found it ironic because a year ago, we had another quarterback in Las Vegas. And when he was doing poorly, people were pretty harsh, right? And so uh, by exploring this, and now we're starting to see other media write about this um, over the next couple of days, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it's just not working. And I don't think that it can, Mo. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to be wrong. But I just don't see anything changing because he's a nine-year veteran and he's got all those weapons and it doesn't seem to be clicking for him. Well, I'll just say I think people just had Derek Carr fatigue and that's why you you know people were just ready to move on from Derek Carr. Yeah. So it's a, it a kind of it's a different situation there. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think people are seeing what he is outside of San Francisco, outside of the San Francisco 49ers system. And I think this is what you would probably get with any other team, simply because quarterbacks 
all quarterbacks are reliant on their supporting cast. You need tight, you need a uh, pass catching wide receivers, you need tight ends, you need blocking, a run game. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo, more than a lot of other quarterbacks in this league, is more dependent on his supporting cast. I, how many times this past summer did I say, needs a run game, needs a strong defense? Because that's what he had for the most part in San Francisco. If you want to see the Jimmy Garoppolo that was a winner in San Francisco, you have to build a similar system to what he had in San Francisco. And while the defense for the Raiders is playing pretty well, and that's how they won that Packers game, the run game hasn't gotten going yet. You talked about Josh Jacobs putting up more yards on the ground against the Packers, but still not the Josh Jacobs we saw last year, the same player who won the 2022 Russian title. And other than Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, what other playmakers have made splashy plays? Michael Mayer finally got on the board with a multiple catch game. He had two catches in the first half, and then Jimmy Garoppolo missed him when he was wide open. But they haven't utilized uh, Trey Tucker. Hunter Renfro has been underutilized. Austin Hooper, who knows where he is. And it's just, it's not the same in San Francisco. I didn't expect it to be the same in San Francisco. But I think I, I said this to Adrian, who's our correspondent, that I think people, people had too high of expectations for Jimmy G based mm -hmm. on what he did in San Francisco. I think the expectations were way up here when they should have been kind of down here, because in my, in my opinion, if I were doing a quarterback rankings, Jimmy G is in the mid to low twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you look at this too, and you see, you're seeing some of the conversation come out about, well, you know, because the line's not doing well and it's not the offensive line, we'll save that for a different show. Because the offensive line's not doing well, that limits the play calling. And that limits and it's 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 I understand what people are asserting, but the the decisions that Jimmy Garoppolo is making are not good decisions. The dis and he admits this after every and I, I mentioned it in my piece with his quote, which is yeah, I with the I, the interception this past weekend or on Monday night was yeah, I, I saw him, I threw behind him, it's not a throw I should make. Yeah, it was a bad decision. Okay. Well, you're a nine year vet though. And you're making a bad decision that resulted in seven points. And so this is what he said after. And I don't expect him to get up there and say, yeah, I suck or yeah, I do this. I mean, of course, he's going to say what he means. But to me, you can't afford this with a team that is where it is. You're in a razor thin area of being a team that's around 500-ish, right, with some of the talent and the money they spend on offense and a defense they're still rebuilding. But what you're getting now is a guy that is not performing, to your point, like he did in a different system surrounded by a lot more talent. I think if the Raiders could just get their run game going, you'll see a different Jimmy G because then people would have to either stock the box or just have more respect for the run game. Right now, the Raiders, you know, they're not they're not even close to that four yards per carry average with their run game. So if, you, if you're not knocking off four yards per carry, you can say, hey, we don't need to stuff the box with Josh Jacobs. And even when they do unexpected rundowns, what is Jimmy Garoppolo going to do with the one-on-one -on -one situations on the outside? He's been off target a lot of times where yeah. it's it's just bad ball placement. And people want to blame the offensive line. I had a couple of – I put up a couple of throws on my Bleach Report Live after the, after the Steelers game, I believe it was, where Jimmy Garoppolo, even when the pressure wasn't around him, even when defenders weren't breathing down his neck, he was still – throwing some errant passes downfield. So I'm not giving him a pass and saying because the offensive line hasn't played well, it's affecting Jimmy G and all of his throws. Has it affected some of his throws and some of his play? Yes. But if you look at some of those plays, he's off target, even when there's no pressure around him. I agree. And and in fact, I mean, I looked, I was watching the, the game, uh, Monday night's game and I'm looking at it 
and there were plenty of times I, what I'm, what I'm concerned with and what I wrote about as well is he's not seeing people. He's not seeing some of these routes and it's, he's not going through his progressions. It seems as though he's not comfortable. And so he, he often will make a quick snap decision, which might not be the best one. And we saw that with Derek Carr last year, by the way. So it, it, why are these quarterbacks unable to be comfortable? Is it them? Is it the system? I mean, these are some questions you should, we should ask. Again, I'm not, I'm not in any way excusing Jimmy Garoppolo for the mistakes he makes on his own, but it's sort of interesting, don't you think? That I mean, Derek Carr to me last year had that just kind of deer in the headlights look for most of the year, and I see it again with Jimmy Garoppolo. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think part of it is maybe he doesn't trust his offensive line. That I think that's what some fans are Especially when saying. Especially injured that he, a lot, right? Because because he doesn't trust his offensive line, it's affecting his play where he can't stand confidently in the pocket because he doesn't look that confident in the pocket right now. Mm-hmm. If you look at his dropbacks, at the top of his dropbacks, and when he's standing there when there's no pressure on him and he's scanning the field, he looks kind of jittery. And that's and I think you know that could be affecting his ball placement, his throws downfield. But you know. You have to talk to your head coach, talk to your play caller. Hey, I don't trust the offensive line. We need to do something else with the pass protection because if that doesn't get fixed, you're not going to score more than 18 points and you're going to start losing football games and it's going to start to go downhill and people are going to ask for Josh McDaniels to be fired, Tate Ziggler to be fired, Jimmy Garoppolo to be replaced. And you're going to have players like Devontae Adams that are not happy because they're not getting the ball. Uh, Now you have a rookie tight end. So he's not going to complain like a veteran, you know, if Darren Waller was still there, someone like that who who was out there and not getting passes to thrown to them, they might be more vocal. We saw Devontae Adams do it a couple days ago or after the game, I should say, when he said, hey, I'm always double covered, but you still need to find me, right? It's You need to throw into tight coverage sometimes. I'm going to go get it. Don't worry about it. You throw it my way, I'll get it. And that's not happening either. So I think there is something to what you say, which is not being comfortable in that pocket but also realizing the limitations that this quarterback has. And we talked about those and you mentioned them all summer uh, so much so that I was hearing them in my dreams. Um, And, and so we're seeing that come to fruition. So I think a lot of people aren't really surprised by it, but at the same time, uh, because it's been so um, I think under, under the gun here with the way the offensive line has played and the way this team has started, it's, it's just, been i think more aware and people have been more aware of it yeah but i'm not giving again i'm not giving jimmy g a pass here because i you can rewind the tape i didn't want the Raiders to sign him in the first place because i feel like he was midi g i coined that (laughs) phrase by the way people now i'm starting to see it on x people using midi yes i'm starting to see people use midi g on twitter x and i I need to say you people need to give me credit for that because i started that over here on silver and black today but not in all seriousness i I put it out there in the post game with you and murph after the packers game if jimmy garoppolo continues to turn the ball over you gotta have to sit him down play the rookie i'm fine i'd be fine with that find out what you have in aiden o'connell because jimmy garoppolo at that point if you're turning the ball over nearly twice a game you're no better than a rookie who's learning the pro the pro game because that's what you 
preach to a rookie, hey, don't put us in bad situations. Don't turn the ball over. And that's exactly what your veteran is doing right now. Yeah. And and I go back to what I was what I was talking to you about earlier, which which is this rate at which he's throwing interceptions, right? So you have numbers, you know, uh Josh Dubow from AP, somebody was talking about it, about it being upset acceptable, and he said, Well, Derek Carr threw seven interceptions or what it was over four the last four games. And it's like, yeah, but it's it's different. They come in bunches and you understand that. But the rate at which he's throwing in four games over the start of of his time in Las Vegas is very concerning. And I'm I'm with you, Mo. I, I don't he does not he does not get a pass on it. This is professional football. You have to perform if you're unable to perform, especially they're not asking you to throw Josh Allen yards. They're just asking you to take care of the football and move the offense. It's very methodical in this system. That's all they're asking you to do. They're not asking you to do too much. And he's not able to do the minimum. And that's why people should be very concerned about where he's at. Absolutely. And I, I think I tweeted this during the offseason that I told Raider fans not to expect Jimmy G to go bombs away on a lot of these passes because he doesn't have that deep ball arm expect to you know if at his best he's going to be efficient and we haven't even gotten that yet from him so if they could just kind of just not i wouldn't say throw away the long ball because you need to utilize that with Devonte adams and trey tucker who eventually when he comes along but simplify it to him simplify it for him where he's not just throwing checkdowns all day but help him gain some confidence get some easy completions early in the game so that he could take shots later in the game mo, mo what we're going into week six now um, and, and who knows what happened? You, you would imagine I, I, we're going to get to the game and, and picking who wins in the next segment, but what has to happen? I mean, w- at what point if, if the Raider, if he's ineffective, even when you win though, like he, he was, he was not effective per se. He didn't do a ton to lose the game, but he also didn't really help a ton to win the game against Green Bay. At what point do you say, um, we're going to sit you and we're going to play the rookie. I, I, I think it has to be a losing streak, right? It can't be just uneven performances over a 500 record. You win two, you lose two. Now, I've watched a lot of 49er games and I've seen situations where Kyle Shanahan actually sat Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the game and said, we're bringing in our backup. And this is before the game got way out of hand. I believe there was one game where Jimmy G threw back-to-back interceptions on a, uh, in a game. And then he was just sat. I think it was against the Dolphins mm. a few years ago. Not last year, because I think that was that was the game he was injured. But I vaguely, I vaguely remember Kyle Shanahan benching Jimmy Garoppolo during a game because he was ruining it for that team. And I think Josh McDaniels has to have the same mentality. Now the problem with that is if you bench Jimmy G in the middle of the game, you're bringing in Brian Hoyer because Brian Hoyer continues to be QB two over Aiden O'Connell. Now if there's a possibility that you could bench Jimmy Garoppolo because he's turned the ball over at a high rate. I would rather have Aiden O'Connell's QB2 and say, hey, Aiden O'Connell, Jimmy, if Jimmy turns the ball over, Aiden O'Connell, you're going in. We're going to give you more reps during practice to prepare for that situation. Hopefully it doesn't, but be ready if it does. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, well, there you go. Tell us what you guys think in the comments if you're on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version. Just tweet at us. X at us. We still haven't figured out how to say that, uh, but you can find Mo at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at L-V Gully. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we will we will summon from the ethos Mo Stradamus, and we will ask him what's going to happen on Sunday against the hoodie. We're coming back here on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. 